Um, yesterday was my son's birthday. Why does that matter? Because uh, my son's bris, my oldest son's bris, was on Erev Rosh Hashanah in Edison, New Jersey, which is where my in-laws live. My uh, friends, you know, Erev Rosh Hashanah is the long slichos, so uh, my friends had to drive an hour to say slichos for an hour and a half, you know, followed by the uh, the bris. So it was uh, really gishmak. Everyone loved us. And uh, one of the uh, shilas that come up when you have a bris during this time of year is we know that typically when you have a bris in, in shul, you skip tachlin. You don't say tachlin, right? That's why everyone tries to induce labor on Mondays and Thursdays to make sure that they're not, you know that you get your money's worth for the uh, for the tachlin. That's not a halacha. But uh, but the question is, when you say slichos, slichos ends with a tachlin. Do you skip that tachlin also when you have a bris? Can you? Double dip on your skipping of tachlun and skip not only the tachlun during davening but the tachlun of the slichas as well. So I thought that this was an interesting question. I actually wrote something up on this a number of years ago, and then I showed it to Rav Shechter, and he's like, "This is terrible. Don't publish it." So, uh, so I, I never, uh, I never published it. But maybe we'll discuss. Uh, he never told me never to say it. So maybe we'll, we'll discuss uh, first. Maybe today we'll discuss why it is that we don't say tachlun and bris and what the gedarim of that are, and then. Uh, Maybe next time, because we're probably not going to have time today, maybe next time we'll discuss, and what about that slichos uh, tachman in particular. So the exemption from tachman out of bris is, uh, is, is actually two separate exemptions. There is a, one element of the exemption is the presence of the balei habris. That's one thing that would be enough to exempt tachman. And the other exemption is the joy of the bris itself, the event of the bris, leaving aside the balei habris, regardless of the presence of the balei habris. So let's discuss each one at a time. The balei habris, who are the balei habris? There are three. The balei habris are the moel, the sandik, and the avia ben. Interestingly, Rav Sternbach and Shuvasvan Hagos, Chedakalavsim, Kuflam, and Hey, thinks that if the Moel gets paid reasonably well, he is no longer a Balabris. Uh, that's uh, quite a Chiddush. I think we generally assume a Moel is a Balabris even if he's getting paid. But Rav Sternbach thinks that uh, if he's getting paid significantly for his services and uh, he performs a bris primarily for the sake of the money rather than for the sake of the mitzvah, that that maybe would take away his status of the Balabris. But let's discuss that exemption. The Mishabur and Simon Kuflamid Aleph Sivkat and Chaf Beis writes that even if the bris is not going to take place in that shul, uh, so long as one of the Balei Habris is davening in that shul on the day of the bris, that shul would not say Tachnu, which would mean you have a Moel who davens at a Nate's minion, and then he runs around the neighborhood uh, doing brisim all over the place. So that Nate's minion, where the Moel is davening that day, that that that, that he's going to be performing a bris mila, they would uh, they would skip Tachnun. In Sefer Otsar Bris Chelik Beis, page Reishlam and Gimel, he records the practice of Brisk, of Krakow, and of Yerushalayim, that when davening Mincha in the house of the baby on the day of the Bris, they would also omit Tachnun. And the assumption seems to be that Tachnun is omitted on account of the baby, meaning not the Bris itself, but the baby, because there's no greater Bala Bris than the baby, right? Uh, so he says, he quotes such a minute. Rav Ram Davin Mibachach, the Eshel of Ram Mibachach, and some Kuvlam Ralef, says some had a, had a minute to skip Tachlan at Mincha when any of the Balei Abris are present. We typically do not do that, meaning if the Aviyah Ben Davin's Mincha later that day, we generally would say Tachlan uh, later that day. 
Now, this seems very similar to another Allah. The idea of the presence of a Baal Simcha uh, causing us to skip Tachlun is very similar to what other halacha, what other uh, Jewish life cycle event where the presence of a Baal Simcha causes us to skip Tachlun. A chasen, right? There are some that even have a minute that they don't go to shul during Shavu Brachos because they don't want to to, 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 to um, deprive the tzibur of the opportunity of uh, saying Tachlun. I asked Rav Shechter, Mishbur, I think, what's I asked Rav Shechter once, he said, uh, when, I, when I got married, he said, nah, they won't mind so much. They'll be mochel. It's okay. He said, it would be inappropriate if you have a tzibur that, let's say, uh, puts together some sort of like a WhatsApp group or Google Doc that, uh, he didn't say it this way, but that, that tries to find a chassan to daven there every single day and tries to avoid that. So that would be inappropriate. You shouldn't indulge such a, uh, such a habit, but it's um, on a one-off basis, so he doesn't think that it's such, it's such a problem. So it does seem very similar to that, that halacha, um, the, that the Shulchan Aruch writes that when the chasen is there, you don't say tachlun. In fact, the Birke Yosef, the Chidon, Simon Kovlam and Aleph, Sivkat and Dalit says that the whole tour from Tachlun is because of the desire to honor the Aviyah Ben who's celebrating doing this great mitzvah and it has nothing at all to do with the fact that the mitzvah is being performed in that shul. It's a din of kavod for that person, for the, uh, for the Aviyah Ben, of being mesameach with him. Now, the comparison to Chasen though is not perfect because whereas when it comes to the Chasen, Mishabur writes in Kuflam Ralf, you don't say Tachlun, not just because he's experiencing a simcha, and it's nice to participate with him. It's a mitzvah to be mesamea chasen v'kala, meaning it's everybody's mitzvah to be mesamea chasen v'kala. I don't think we have such a thing by a balbris, that it's everybody's mitzvah to be mesamea uh, a balbris. So it's somewhat surprising that the same exemption would apply for Balei Bris, where there's no mitzvah to rejoice with them. Rav Chaim Tzvi Ehrenreich, in Ktsei Hamata, which is a commentary to the Mata Ephraim, a very important sefer for this time of year, in uh, Simon Tafresh Beis, Os Chavches, says that it's obvious that if a chasen is there for slichos, then the tachlun would definitely be omitted. Uh, the, the, but he's not sure about a Balei Bris, meaning he already makes this distinction between a chasen and a Balei Bris. So that's as far as the Balei Bris is concerned. But then you also have an exemption from Tachlun based on the Mila itself. The more fundamental exemption from Tachlun is the bris. That's what the Shulchan says, that the shul where the bris is going to take place that day, whether the Bali bris are there yet or not, does not say Tachlun. Writes this way explicitly in Koflam and Alf Sivkatan Chaf Beis, and that seems to be based on an atmosphere of simcha that that uh, permeates uh, the entire environment of a shul where a bris is going to be happening. It seems to be uh, that, that it seems to be entirely different than the the exemption of the Bali bris. Machzor Vitri in Tafkuf Gimel explains that the practice to omit Tachnun, which is in some way or another a prayer associated with suffering on a day that there's going to be a bris in shul, is based on the idea that the bris is associated with overwhelming joy, that uh, that we, we, uh, we, we take great joy in performing a bris. The dark emotion or Chaim Kuflam and Aleph quoted Kotsam in Hage Dura that, uh, that, that we omit Tachnun because Eliyahu Navi comes to town for a bris. And the joy of greeting Eliyahu Right, that 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 we have sources in Chazal. That Eliyahu Navi comes to our Pesach Seder. That we don't have any sources that are older than like 150 years. 
old, right? That probably doesn't really happen. But the idea that Elio Anavi comes to a bris, that we have sources in Chazal. Elio Anavi is a guest of honor at the bris. We have a kisish of Elio at the, uh, at the bris. Um, so, uh, so Elio Anavi coming to town for a bris, the joy of greeting Elio Anavi, and rather than the joy of the actual mitzvah, is what exempts Tachnon. That's how the Ramah, the Ramah writes. Now, if the Pator from Tachnon relates to the great joy of a bris, on an occasion that a bris would not be as joyous a bris, maybe there's what to debate whether you should say tachnon. What do you mean, a, a bris that's not uh, joyous enough? How can you have a bris that's less of a simcha than another bris? Well, certainly on the most fundamental level, a mila bismana is a greater mitzvah than a mila shalav bismana. But still, we would definitely know hey, to skip tachnun even on a mila shalav bismana. And also, maybe even just the anticipation of a mila shalav bismana, the distress and not being able to do the mila bismana, and then the great simcha that the baby's finally healthy enough to do a mila shalav bismana, that would seem to, uh, to add an element of so where do we have such a situation where you have a bris, but it's not quite the same level of, of joy? So three possible, three possible examples. One example is a bris for a ger. Um, Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach quoted in Isha Yisrael, and Isha Yisrael quotes those who disagree, but Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach suggests that tachnun should be said when a ger is when the bris of a ger is going to is going to happen um, in in the shul that day. Normally, it doesn't happen in the shul. It does it? it uh, but uh, okay, you know, it's a it's a complicated uh, surgery. But it should be it, it, it tachlan should be recited. Why? Why is it less of a simcha? Because Chazal tells us Yevamus Kuftes Kiddushin Nida Daf Yud Gimel. Chazal tells us what that Kashem Gerim Yisrael. Kisapachas, that in some way or another, it's not good news for the Jews when there are when 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 Gerim join our ranks. Why is it not good news for the Jews? Okay, so that you have to look at the Rishonim, you look at the different tales that Tulsa says. Of course, there's the famous uh, sheet of who is it? The Balatos Rabbeinu Avram Hager, who says, you know why it's not good news for the Jews? Because the Gerim are so much more medactic in mitzvahs, and it makes us look bad by comparison. That's why it's not, not good news for the Jews. Others say uh, other interpretations, but that's, uh, that's what Rabbeinu Avram Hager said, uh, that, that interpretation. Um, the, uh, but, but because on some level it's not good news for the Jews, maybe it doesn't have that much, uh, that much simcha. And at the time of the davening that precedes the bris, the Gerim is still not even a Jew yet. So it could be that that's why you know, if it, wouldn't, it wouldn't involve as much simcha. A second example of where there may not be as much simcha at the bris is let's say you have a baby who was nolad mahu. He was born with a circumcision. So what do we do if he's nolad mahu? Not a circumcision. He was born without an orla. So what do we do if a baby is nolad mahu? So we do what's called hatafas dam bris. So we're not even doing a real maisamila. We're not, we're not doing a... We just need to do some sort of, uh, of action. So we do hatafas dam bris. Maybe that does not, would not, require, would not uh, be enough of a simcha to exempt from tachlun. However, berhetiv kuflam and alf both say that for Atavastan Bris, we would skip Tachnun. So even though it may not be quite the same level of Simcha, it is enough to skip Tachnun. Uh, we've pointed out in the past that the Rav Zevin writes in Sefer Yishim Rashitos in the chapter on the Ragachever that the Ragachever um, d- defined Bris as three distinct mitzvahs. That uh, there's the mitzvah of giving a mila, the mitzvah of 
having a mila, of being circumcised, and the iser to be an arel. And in some of these cases, like someone who's nolad mal, so he's n- he's not an arel. He doesn't have an arel, but he never did a ma'isa mila. So Atavis Dambris at least accomplishes that, but it doesn't accomplish taking away the arel. So that's why you'd imagine it's not the same level of simcha. But la'alacha, we assume that that would exempt from uh, tachlan as well. And then a final example, and with this we'll close for today, of a bris that may not have the heightened level of joy that would warrant omitting tachnun is what if you have Rahman al-Atzlan, a baby whose father's already deceased by the time they get around to doing the bris, Birke Yosef, based on his assumption that we only skip tachnun as a way of showing honor to the father of the child, Paskins that Tachlan would be recited if there is no father of the child to show honor to. Um, it would follow as well that if the father is not deceased, but he's also not present, which uh, was a fairly common occurrence in uh, days when people traveled by boat across the ocean to do business and were gone for months at a time. Right? What does the Gemara say in Ksubis? That Sapanim, their mitzvah sonas once every six months, because that's, that's how often they're home. So very often people would miss the birth of their child and the bris of their child. So it would follow that, uh, that we would not skip Tachlan according to the Birke Yosef in that situation either. However, the majority of Post and Paskin that we do skip Tachlan on the account of the the performance of a bris, not just an honor to the father, and therefore even if, fa- if the father's not around, the simcha of the bris, it does seem, would be enough to skip tachnun. So again, just to quickly review, we said that you skip tachnun at a bris for two reasons, for the balea bris, and for the simcha of the bris itself. And we discussed what happens though if the simcha of the bris is not quite as great. We just still skip tachnun. If it's a simcha, of a, if it's a gerz bris, or Shlomo Zalman says no skipping tachnun, everyone else apparently says yes. If it's a, uh, a hatafas dam bris, uh, even though it's a little bit less of a simcha, the post-Gaman records say, Berhetev and others, that, uh, that you still skip tachnun. And if the father's not there, Berke Yosef says you don't skip tachnun, other post-Gaman say that you do skip tachnun. So Be'ez Shem on Wednesday, we'll discuss what about the tachnun of slichos and in what way might that, uh, might that differ. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.